Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So today is August 31st, 2015. And we're on AC class number eight. So tell me about your week. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I was starting to share that I've been using animal communication with my two um, dogs that I dog walk. The two little small dogs. And... One of them, Peggy, she gets very, like, excited when she sees other dogs and she starts, like, bouncing around and it's just a bit difficult to walk her sometimes because she gets so excited the other people just kind of, like, walk to the other side of the road. So I've been trying to, like, explain to her why it's not the best to get so excited and then rewarding her, like, when she is a lot more quiet. And I noticed that, like, the other day when we were walking her, she got very excited and I talked to her after. And then the next dog we went up to, she was, like, completely normal and let them sniff her and everything, which was really good. Oh, wonderful. Good application yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And had, um, one question for this week. I was just wondering whether you use, like, a symbol dictionary, because I've heard that, like, some people use that, but I wasn't sure if it's something that's important to do. Um, I know what you're talking about. No, I yeah. personally don't use them. Um, yeah. I took a uh, intuitive development class for humans, uh, talking with deceased humans, once where I was told by the teacher, and it may help you, was make up your own dictionary if you're going to use symbols. If you seem to have symbols that repeatedly come through meaning the same thing, maybe consider writing them down because that's a symbol for you. Um, I don't write mine down. Um, I don't use somebody else's you know, book of symbols, here's what it means. Use your own, create your own dictionary. Um, I occasionally get, for example, flag for me, if I get that from an animal, nine times out of ten, the consistency is it really does mean freedom. Um, a pink sky for me is usually a reference to the animals crossed over. So everybody's going to have their unique symbols. Um, once you discover what yours are, write them down if they're consistent, or just keep them to memory. No, you don't have to do it. Um, and, and it was actually a new concept I heard for the first time three years ago, and I never had an AC or teacher tell me anything about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Um, how's everything going with your cat? Oh, it's going really good. She's settling, like, really well now. Like, she's just trying, um, it's funny because her and my dog are just kind of learning the dynamics at the moment, trying to work who's going to be on top. <laughs> it's very funny to watch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but she's settling in so well, and she's like, she's, you can t- I can tell that she's getting a lot more comfortable, like she's just coming and sitting on the couch, and yeah, it's really good. Wonderful. Good. All right, so if you don't have any more questions, um, I want to dive right into problem solving and looking at issues with animals. So as far as uh, choices, it's up to you who you want to work with, but who are you drawn to? Um, I think Kelly first. Okay. So, uh, Callie's my girl, so we'll be able to talk with her directly. So, I haven't looked at this issue too much with her, so we're going to be looking at it together. She does this weird behavior where anytime she's excited and we're getting ready to go in or out, to go inside, you know, outside for walks or we're coming in for a walk, she consistently will growl and grumble, never teeth related, and there's no maliciousness behind it, but she will do that at the same time while moving very quickly towards the other dog's faces. It's, um, she very much gets in their space. Uh, she does it more so to Tyler, the little tan chihuahua, than, than she does to the two terriers. Um, but she's very consistent. As an owner, I would say I find this annoying and it's a problem for me because she gets in their faces, especially Tyler's face, and it intimidates him. And it makes him, you know, not want to come see me because she's blocking his way and doing this grumbly behavior. So, that's a very minor problem, <laughs> but we're going to talk with her about that. So is it when she's going through door, like, inside and outside, she growls, is it? Yeah, it's pretty much during those moments of, they all get excited when they're about to go outside. They all get excited just when they come back in from a walk, and she does this only during day, moments of excitement. She'll also do it around um, the morning when she gets out of her crate, and the rest of the dogs are all excited because they know they're about to be let out for their morning 
a.m. walk and then going to be fed. She'll do that on the run down the hallway to Tyler as well. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and both of us connect. Oh, and she's two years old. Okay, so Callie, are you aware of Alicia? She says I am. What is this about? Okay, I didn't give her a heads up. <laughs> so Callie, um, she's wanting to practice her communication listening skills, and together we're wanting to find out more about the behavior of grumbling towards the other dogs when you're in excitement mode. She says, oh, that thing again. Because <laughs> I've talked with her about it previously, but haven't dived into it with her. All right, great. So, Alicia, she's, we don't need to do a sandwich technique because she doesn't see it as a problem. So, <laughs> go ahead and ask her, so, why do you do this? Does she want to get out first? Okay, yes, it is very much about being first. Good. So, ask her to tell you more. Yes, that's it as well. Very good. So we're, we're discovering what's where she's coming from in doing this. So ask yeah. her, so why do you worry about them being before you, first before you? Does she kind of think that she's like the number one and that she deserves to get, I don't know, so I'm going to have you stick with explaining it. If I was a real client and you had to stick to your words, go ahead and, and put it all together. You can restate some of what you said. She, she, she thinks she needs like the top dog and okay. she wants to, she just wants to go out first. And I'm not sure if it's like a spot outside that she wants to run to first or she wants to get all the attention yes. from me first. Yes. So it's about attention. You're right. It's also about her being first. And yes, she does want to be top dog. Yes. Okay. As far as you wanting, Callie, did you tell her you want to be out there? Well, it's all about doing everything first. She wants yeah, to do I everything first. She just wants to be like straight out there, go to every place like first, see you first. Excellent. So ask her, what's so important about being first? To get respect from the other dogs? Mm, Recheck. Okay, yep. She wants to be first for food. She wants to be first for outing. She wants, she, being first is important to her because she wants, it's the element of, well, I'll get the best of whatever's there. Yeah, yeah. she'll get the, the top, the best in out of all of them. Yeah. Yes. Now ask her, how does your, how do you think your person feels about this? Ignore what I told you, Alicia. Let's yeah. discover what the dog thinks I feel about this. Sure. She's not too sure about what? How you feel. Mm, she's sure, so recheck. I got she feels annoyed because she gives me a look. Okay, 
okay, yes, and I do sometimes do the look. I've done a bunch of different uh, minor training techniques. Mm -hmm. Ask her, do you feel that you get away with this behavior despite Danielle trying to stop you from doing it? I got, um, of course, because I'm her favorite. <laughs> okay, so of course is true. Um, the favorite part, I can see why she would say that. She is, of all, the, of all the four dogs, one being the foster dog, she is the most affectionate and snuggly and loves touch and all that. So I can see why she gets way more of that because she wants it and the other three yeah. kind of care less. Um, so I see why she's saying that, although on my end, I don't personally feel... Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, good. So ask her, do you understand that this behavior bothers Danielle. Do you get that it really bugs her? Yes, but she finds it hard to stop because she really does like being first for everything. Yes. Okay. And I don't think she I don't think she feels a reason a strong enough reason not to. Correct. Correct. Very good. Yeah. Um she's feeling like she gets away with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, so that's, that's all accurate, very good. All right, so in problem solving, Alicia, it's always important to see where the human stands, which is why I told you my human side point of view. I gave you my side of the coin. And then we want to discover, well, how's the dog view things? Why is she doing it? Okay, now we know why. We know her motivation. And how does she perceive her person? Oh, yeah, she sees and annoys the person, but she's going to do it anyway. Okay, so it's good to see. So... We can continue on with conversations like this with her of trying to help her understand my point of view because she's all about first and I, the human, am all about, well, not all about, but I'd like an element of respect yeah. where she doesn't get into the space and faces of the other dogs. So let's try to explain that to her. I'm going to let you practice your skill here as an ACer and negotiator, if you will. So as you relay your words out loud to Callie on how she might consider seeing my point of view based on what I just shared there, you also want to pause every now and then to listen to see if she has a comeback statement or comment for you based on what's coming through versus giving your soliloquy and then waiting to the end to get her comment. Listen along the way. Um, sure, you can acknowledge where she is. Okay. Kelly, do you understand that sometimes when you growl, when Danielle lets you inside and out, that sometimes it annoys her a little bit? Then she said yes, but she does it anyway. Okay, good. I'm so sorry. No worries. Um, imagine you're talking to um, a child. Okay. Would you be okay for maybe not growling as much when you go inside and out? As it annoys Danielle a little bit, as it, it can upset the other dogs and make them not want to go inside and outside. Okay, good. Yes, she is. She's thinking on that. Good. Good to um, be aware of that. How do you feel about maybe being a bit slower when you go inside and out and not trying to always be the first? I think I feel a bit of like hesitation. Okay. And what comment? I want you to feel the comment she gave you. Go back to the second or moment that the comment came through. So there was hesitation and then there was what she say? Quite. Sorry, what she said. So she's basically saying, okay, I hear that, but I still want to be first. Okay. So she's still holding her position. So at this point, as the essayer, I would just continue on in explaining 
how this is a problem for the owner? Um, Kelly, this is a bit of a problem for Danielle as she would like a little bit more respect from you as she loves all of you dogs equally and she doesn't want the, what are the other, your other dogs' names? Uh, Tyler, Tater, and Sammy. And she doesn't want Tyler, Tater, and Sammy to feel threatened by you when they go inside and out. I think she said that she doesn't want to upset them. Well, I'm not sure. Um, who doesn't she want to upset, them or me? You. Correct. Okay, good. She doesn't really, really, truly, she doesn't want to upset me. Okay. Um, once you've explained it, do you keep explaining it or do you start going on to, like, solutions? Or? Yes. So present the problem, see where the animal stands. Does it feel like she, you've got her ear? Do you feel like she's listening to you? Now, it doesn't mean she has to agree with you, but is she listening? I know she's listening, but I'm not sure if she's too, like, interested. Okay. So she is listening. You're right about the um, the, the split interest, <laughs> um, but that's okay. We're going to go with it anyway. So, <clears throat> excuse me, bring it back around to the solution. You could say start out by, Callie, here is a solution of what would really please your person and be more respectful of the dogs that you share your house with. Okay, no worries. No worries. So um, an appropriate solution in my world, and you can always ask the owner, what do you really want here so that yeah. you, you, the ACR, can present it? What I'm really looking for is I'm fine if she's being excited. However, I want her to maintain distance and space um, that's a respectful distance from the other dog so she's not right in their faces growling at them. And heck, she can even do her silly little excited growl, but again at a distance or space. So you're, you're okay if she's always going out first all the time? Is that not the problem? Um, you? There are times that she cannot go out first, and usually in those times, if she's being difficult, I will put her in her carrier, and she'll be forced to wait her turn. So I can manage that. Um, I would prefer she yeah. take turns, but that's my less. That's not my big beef. My big beef is yeah. not getting in the face of the other dogs. And so the solution would be, so you told her what not to do, now tell her what yeah. to do, do, what to do. And so something that you could do in the future is when Danielle's letting you inside and out, you're able to growl, but maybe if you just keep some distance from the other three dogs when you growl so that you don't upset them as much. How does she feel about that? I think she's, she's, thinking about it and she's sort of okay but I don't think she's fully convinced. Okay so yeah she is sort of okay about it so she's considering it. I would call that consideration um, not necessarily agreeing to it but also not giving us the hand like hey I'm not listening to you at all. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, another solution here and I'll say this one out loud so you can learn another solution because other dogs do similar things. Um, so Callie uh, when you get excited and you're moving about and you've got all that energy, that's beautiful. I love seeing you being excited and that growl, that silly growl you do along with it is fine because it's very benign. However, if you feel like you need to do something as an outlet with that energy, go grab a toy. There's always stuffed animal toys on the living room, dining room floor available to you. Tyler does that. He redirects his excitement by going and getting his toy every time we go in and out. It's just how he channels his energy. So you could actually do that with a different toy other than what he's picking. That way you can growl and latch onto something 
Uh, and yet you are being respectful towards the other dogs. Because I get, I, I understand it's a human thing, but I get upset when you are being disrespectful to the others. So that's one way of handling it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So I also like to ask the animals sometimes, and here's, you can pose this to her. Callie, do you need any support here for Dan from Danielle to help you ideally do these new behaviors? I got um, reminders. Yes, you heard correctly. So okay. I can do out loud reminders, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, it is a talker. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, right. So the other situation with this is we'd want to go to um, the other animals involved. So in an ideal world, we'd switch over to Tyler since he gets the most of it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to do that now or not? It's up to you. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like whatever you think is best. I'm happy to do anything. Okay. Let's switch to Tyler because my sense is since he's on the outlet end of her redirected get back get back Tyler type of thing that would help so Tyler is a, um, a seven-year-old tan colored chihuahua about her size and he was here before any of the other dogs is he in the background of Kelly's photo he is yes and so before we connect um, I just want um, when we talk to Tyler do we tell him how to how do you react when Kelly does something like that or are we just explaining we are asking him how he feels when Callie does that because we want Callie to listen to his his candid response. Okay. I think I'm connected. Okay. So he's all ears. So ask him how do you feel about that when Callie invades your space and does the growly behavior? Tyler, how do you feel when Callie um, invades your space when you're going indoors and outdoors and she growls close to your face. He feels um, threatened and a bit scared. Okay, yes, I do see the fear response in him. Yes, yeah, she's very intimidating. It's a little bit kind of like, oh, not that he gives him a fright, but he kind of, is he not always expecting it? Correct, yes. Yeah, he gets nervous as a result. Um, I wouldn't call it quite as intense as fear, but definitely nervous. Well yeah. done. Ask him, would you like her to stop? Yes, because he thinks of him and Callie's relationship as good friends, and he doesn't understand why she always does that to him. Okay, yeah, he doesn't understand why she does that. Correct. So explain to him what she told you about why she does it. Um, Tyler, Callie sometimes does the behavior of growling close to your face as she li she likes to always be first and to get outside the doors first, come inside first, to get the food for first. And I don't think she intends to upset you, but it's just, um, so I'm not sure what else to but it is something that she does and that's why what she told us was the reason why she does it so you're um, just providing him with information here okay. ask him does this make sense to you does this make sense to you Tyler it does but he still doesn't understand why I think she should do it excellent so ask him his opinion of what he thinks I the owner should do about it Okay, okay. So sometimes I do do that. All right, so I'm hearing him say just stop her from doing it. Stop the behavior. Okay. Yeah. Ask him if he has a suggestion on how Danielle can stop her from doing this in the first place. So I'm, I'm hearing from him something different. Uh, ask him, 
let go of what you got, Alicia, there, because I didn't hear any of that, and ask him what conversation or words do you want Danielle to just say out loud to Callie? Okay, and what else? Tell her that she can't always be first. Okay, yes, this is correct, good. Ask Tyler's opinion on this. Is she acting like an adult dog or a puppy? Yes, yes, very good. That That's key right there, Alicia. You heard correctly. Outgrow this, because what he told me is tell her to grow up. <laughs> Outgrow it, same thing, well done. Okay. You see, sometimes animals will have opinions on what the owner should say to the other. And you know what, I will take his suggestion because I've never quite frankly thought about using that and I'll have to let you know how that pans out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he wants me to tell her, grow up, you're not a puppy, that we're all adults in this household, act like one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so ask him, is there anything else you want to say on this topic? I'm not sure what saying about being more fair because Callie gets out first, does she always get like the good things or like mm. first choice? Okay. I don't know if that's right or not. Um, let me check in with him. So what are you telling Alicia about this? I'm tired of it. He says, I'm tired of Callie being first. Okay. And, you know, I don't let her be first for everything for feeding. He always gets fed first. Yeah. Um, you know, he always gets treats first. But definitely for in and out of the door, we tend to... to control. Yeah, because she's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very good. She just gets so excited. Is he older than her? Or he is. Mm -hmm. He's very. He's older. He's very mature. He has a, an amazing sense of awareness. He's just an amazing dog. Uh -huh. She does act like a puppy, certainly <laughs> relative to Tyler. <laughs> very good. All right. So I want you to tell him um, Danielle doesn't want you to truly back off. She's actually given you permission to tell Callie knock it off, even if he's got to be a bit aggressive with her. Okay, um, Tyler, Danielle's told me that when Kelly growls at you that you don't have to back off and you can tell her off for doing that behaviour. Um, uh, if you do this, then maybe it may help the situation and Kelly may start to respect you more and growl less when you're going inside and out. And what do you think of that idea? that he has to try this, like, to do it all. Okay. I don't know if I'm trying Let me check in with him. So, how did you feel about that idea? He says, she won't listen to me nearly as much as she listens to Danielle. Um, so there's a yeah. bit of, um... I, I feel like it's kind of like a sigh, like, uh, it's probably not going to work. Yes, yes. I have to an effort when it's not really going to do much. Okay, good. Yeah, that part is accurate. That's very accurate. Good. All right, so Tyler, I just want to let you know as we wrap up here, Tyler, I am going to talk with Callie out loud about what you suggested that she needs to grow up. Um, and I will also ask all three of you male dogs to please step up to the plate as I'm doing my work with her. You all tell her, knock it off. So all four of us are taking a stand together in cooperation. Um, he smiles at that. That's cute. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so let's go ahead and thank Tyler and thank Callie. Very good. All right. So any questions on that? Um, no, I, just, I know that I definitely need to work a lot on, like, counseling because I get nervous and, like, I think I get just very nervous on saying the wrong thing and sometimes I'm just, I get too worried about it that I just, I'm not sure what to say. So... When I first started, I didn't know a lot of aids or suggestions or tips to offer owners and animals, but you kind of figure it out as you go along the way. Um, yeah. So 
you know, offer whatever ideas you have at that moment. If you have no ideas, you know, just talk about how good the solution may make everybody feel in the end. Every, you know, the, the Callie will be excited but not getting in trouble. Danielle will be happy because, you know, everybody's getting along, giving each other respectful space. You can always go down that route if you don't have a suggestion. Yeah. Your job as an ACer isn't to fix things for any client or any animal. It's just to shed light on information, you know, help everybody get on the same page if they're willing to go there and offer ideas as they come to you, if they come to you. Okay. Thank you. All right. So who do you want to work with next? Um, Lucy. All right. So Lucy's great. She's a fun one. So this is the situation. Now for the rest of these three animals, we're going to tune into the universe for all answers. We're not going to bug these actual animals that are still alive. So with Lucy, the owner came to me a few years back. She said, Danielle, I am very frustrated with Lucy, my parakeet, or my cockatiel. Um, And I will tell you that uh, this single older woman owner lives in an apartment in New York City here in the States. She has uh, probably about five or six parakeets and cockatiels. Lucy the bird here does have a cockatiel mate, um, and all of these birds live outside of cages. They get to move through the apartment at will whenever they want. Okay, that's their lifestyle. So, situation was Lucy is destroying my jewelry. She's finding jewelry that I leave on top of cupboards, etc., because this bird can fly. And she's picking apart and destroying things, destroying beads, etc. She's also pecking at my ankles, which is a bit of a new behavior. Um, she is walking and pacing through the apartment, screaming her head off and acting angry. And she is also tearing at the woodwork with her beak, p- picking at things apart. Now, all of this is pretty much new behavior all of a sudden, and I can't make her stop. I'm frustrated. So your job is to go to the universe and ask universe what was going on. Now we got the human perspective, right? Now you need to get the bird's perspective. What was going on here? You're already connected. You are one with the universe. I don't, I don't say things like universe, 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 like I do with the animals. No, yeah. it's all around you. <laughs> you, just, you just ask it in your head. Yep. So I want you to tell me instead of asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you're getting. I'm going to give you a good minute to relay anything and everything that you can about what's going on, why Lucy is doing this, how she's feeling emotionally. Go in whatever direction you're led by the universe, and then I'll give you feedback. Okay, says the client. Um, those, I'm not sure made too many birds and she's feeling. Okay, got it. What else? Um, feeling, I'm not sure if she's feeling it gained up or that she didn't belong with um, all of the birds, all the other, other birds. Okay, what else? Um, I'm not sure if they made taunting. With her, and I'm not sure if maybe a stress is causing her um, physical pain or like it was building up and that she was um, releasing all the stress by destroying items around the house. Okay, good. What else? I don't know if maybe the, her partner bird, if maybe there was problems pose that to me as you're getting I'm sure you're not getting a question when you receive the information so Alicia be brave and tell it to me don't ask me the the bird that she was with I'm not sure um, potentially I don't know if if he was hanging out more with the other birds or um, if he got to start to get aggressive um, 
she felt it a lot better when she was like destroying the items and stuff because it preoccupied her her mind and she was able to like release like all the stress she was having. Okay, so let me give she you feedback. Also, oh, go ahead. I think, um, I think she also had like quite a close bond with the owner, and I think it mostly happened when she was out of the house. I'm not sure she maybe felt that the owner wasn't there to like support her, like when she wasn't getting along with the other birds. Okay, well done. So a lot of this is very accurate. So um, the owner uh, is housebound, so she never leaves. But you're correct about she doesn't. She couldn't support Lucy because she was didn't know what Lucy needed. Okay, which is why she was calling an ACR. So that's correct. It was about the mate, not the other birds. Lucy was very frustrated with the mate, and we'll discover why in a moment. Um, yes, she felt better taking it out on these items. Ask the universe why the frustration with the mate what was going on there you mean like too aggressive okay tell me more about that actually maybe it's like me pecking her or, or like scaring her how did the information come through? Kind of like a, um, an image of the male bird behind the um, behind Lucy, kind of like pecking or intimidating her. Okay, okay. So, ask the universe. Does Lucy believe that this male bird loves her? She did originally, then she's got doubts. Okay. So she did originally, and she still does present time. Okay. Now ask the universe, does the male love her too much? Yes, it's almost like suffocating. Okay, good. So continue with that stream of sensing. She, I feel like she couldn't really get away from him. Yes. That he was, he kept, well, the image that I kept getting is her kind of being like cornered. And then he's kind of on top, kind of like, like pecking on top of her and kind of like, not squishing her, but just cornering her. Yes. And then when she, she kind of just got time by herself and could just worry about her own things when she went around and destroy, like just start destroying the items. Yes. Yes. And she kind of wanted more time with um, the owner than the male bird as much. Okay. Yeah, that's true. She wanted to get away from this starstruck lover of hers. Okay. Yes, indeed. Um, she wanted to be with anybody other than him. <laughs> okay. Very good. And this is, this is excellent. Okay. Excellent. So the, why was she pecking at the ankles of the owner? To try like, I think communicate to the owner that she wanted under more attention or she's trying to alert her of the problem yes trying to alert her of the problem this is correct what did she want the owner to do to separate them for like, time, like periods of time put it, I still like lock him in another room or something yes and that's exactly what Lucy had said to me she said tell my owner to please lock him up put a separate door I don't want to see him I need a break from him he follows me around all the time he always wants to mate and I don't want to mate right now okay things like that yeah okay. so here's what happened in real life the owner said to me oh I can't lock him up I can't separate him if I put the female separate from him he screams on the other side of the door and destroys the door and he, be he goes berserk separate from Lucy so that was the owner's response so that's an owner telling me I'm not gonna do the suggestion which means a seer needs to go back to the drawing board <laughs> so you could ask the universe what other suggestions could we offer? Um, either maybe talking to the male bird, or I'm not sure if maybe if you if, if there was something that the vet could do. I'm not sure to calm the male bird. I don't know if that's 
Okay, um, so I don't get anything on the vet universe. Did you tell her anything on talking? Yes, talking to the male bird is a suggestion, so well done there. Um, the vet, nope, not to that one. Um, so the universe is also suggesting here in this moment about distracting the male, like the owner could distract the male so that the female could kind of escape for some alone time. Okay. Also, um, got that maybe if there was, if they could, if they were separate, if they could still see each other, but they're separated physically. Okay. Okay. That would be another great suggestion. Do you see how the universe will give you ideas when you don't necessarily have any yourself? It is really cool, and I go to the universe for that all the time. <laughs> okay, good. What the universe had told me that day was tell the owner to move the living room furniture around since the mate cannot fly, and I knew that in advance, his weather uh, wings are clipped, um, that he uh, will have to kind of navigate the new terrain and figure out, well, where did Lucy go since she can fly both high and low and give her some opportunities to finding you know, quiet nesting spaces, and for the owner to also create a little hidey hole space where Lucy yeah. can hide behind it out of his eyesight. Because if the male can't see him, see her, he's constantly searching, but he's a quiet searcher. He's not screeching searching. Uh, it's only when he can't get to her and she knows she's in a particular place that he screeches. She's listening to tired for Lucy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so was I. So anyway, um, the owner ended up taking the, the second suggestions. They were um, more, in, she was more interested in that. So I want you to sense Lucy's emotional state during the pestering activity of the male. How would you describe that? Pretty chaotic. I feel like it was, um, it was kind of like a lot of built up, like anxiety and stress in her and she's kind of looking around all the time, just, like, making sure he's not, like, with, like, following her again. Okay, all of this is correct. Good job. And what kind of physical impact is it having on her body, if any? I feel like she lost, like, her appetite wasn't as strong. I'm not sure if maybe she was plucking her feathers, maybe. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. So, um, yes, I get an offness with the food can't sit and enjoy her meals, okay, without her lover beside her. Um, I want you to feel the hormones within Lucy. Were they pretty low? Or? Well, how does it come through to you? Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, hormones are off. Off yeah. from normal, okay? Definitely not normal. She's got some high, she's got low, she's got different hormones doing different things. This, the word chaos is a really nice way of describing her emotional state. She was a mess. This bird wanted to tear her hair out, okay, in frustration. Wow. So it was pretty severe. All right, excellent. So that's how you kind of get information when the owner presents a problem, go yeah. to the animal, or in this case the universe, and find out what's going on, okay? And then troubleshoot if it feels appropriate to do so. Yeah. It's really cool that you can ask like, the universe, you know, if you're not sure exactly how to fix like, a problem. Yep. Exactly. That's the bigger picture right there, and the bigger picture is willing to assist us when we ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, do you have any questions around working with Lucy? Um, no, I think I'm good, thank you. Okay, excellent. So, let's, uh, who do you want to work with next? Um, I think Serena. Okay, Serena, um, was a cat owned by a friend slash client of mine who I talked with just last week. Situation was such, the owner says to me, Danielle, I'm getting ready to move my four cats, two dogs, the two mini po or uh, three sheep and mini pony, and the cats are moving on such and such a day. I have not seen Serena for like the past six to eight months that she's been here living with me because I call her Fat Phantom of the Opera Cat because all I ever see is her out of the corner of my eye. She won't let me touch her. She won't let me pet her. 
She is intimidated, I know, by the two Yorkies that will sometimes harass the cats in general, including her, and all she wants to do is spend time underneath my bed, and I'd really like to interact with this cat. Can you please tell her to come out? That's what I got from the owner. So, go to the universe and ask, what, what was the position or point of view of the cat on all of this? Well done, and I love how you said that. She was. You gave it to me as a statement. Yeah. <laughs> I want all of them to be statements. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what else is there? Um, she didn't feel like she could really rest. Like she was always on lookout in case another one of the animals was coming near. Um, and she didn't feel safe. Um, yes, all of this is correct. And that she didn't feel like she could really reach the owner because there's too many like, obstacles to get past. Correct. Good job. I'm not sure. Like, I think she was seemed quite hungry all the time, and like. That she couldn't always reach her food, or either that, or she ate it way too quickly. Yes, because what was happening is she was coming out at night only when the owner kept the dogs in her bedroom asleep with her. Yeah. So, yes, the cat would only eat at night, and the cat did ask me during that time, please provide me with food during the day under the bed. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, I feel like the day, in the daytime, she was kind of just like hungry and scared all day, and then the night she could just like dash and stuffed all the food that she could eat. Yes, well done. So, would you, if, if I, I'm going to pretend to be the owner. I, the owner, was saying, well, is she even happy living with me? I don't think so. Okay. How can I help my cat be happy? She needs to be separated completely from most of the animals, at least all the dogs and all the, like the, the big movements that happen all around the house. Okay. She's living in like a constant like fear and anxiety, worrying about you know if the dog's gonna come up near the bed and you know, make lots of noise. Well done. This is all accurate and everything I got from the cat. So as the owner, I say, well, do you think a baby gate would work between the bedroom and the rest of the house? It would help, but I don't think it's like a full solution because I think it's it's still quite noisy and she can still sense all the animals around there. Okay, good, good, good. Um, and the owner says, uh, do you think I could put music on to kind of, I don't know, create a quieter, gentler atmosphere? Would that help between that and a baby gate? I think that that's like the solution. I think that there's, I don't know, a lot more deeper problems than just putting like a baby gate and music. Well done. She, well done, She really Alicia. has just problems with the animals and there's just too much movement around the house and she just doesn't feel comfortable there. Well done. That's all accurate. Okay, music's not going to help in this case. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah they're just trying to drown out everything, but it's not really going to do anything much. Excellent. All right, very good. So, um, do you have suggestions, Aesir, on what I can do? Um... I think she'd have to have her own complete own area, like maybe her own like cat room that's all set up nicely where no, no other animals or not no big sounds can come in, like, you know, where there's like a nice bed and a food bowl there all the time and like an area where she can have cuddles with the owner. Um, either that or potentially rehoming. But I don't know, it's obviously not gonna be like a, a suggestion that the owner will never want that. Um not all owners, you're right, will want to hear that. Um, yeah. depends on the owner but it doesn't mean you can't say it. Yeah. Okay. All right, very good. That's all accurate. I love the suggestion of the one-room idea. So as the owner, I say, well, I could do that. We're getting ready to move. I can set up a room just for her. Does yeah. she want to have a relationship with me? Because I really want to have one with her. She's open to it. 
And that is correct, Alicia. So I want you to sense, Alicia, this cat through the universe underneath the fear. Imagine there's no fear. What is this cat's personality like underneath that? Very good. So as the owner, I would say, okay, I will do that then. If I help her to feel safe in her world, you think I can then have a relationship with her? She'll come out for me? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think she just has to have her own like, quiet area where there's no dog sounds. She can't see the dogs walking in past. Like, she has enough room, like her own like, stuff, for, like food and stuff near all the time. And like, you know, some time each day alone with the owner when it's quiet. Well done. Good. So, Alicia, what the owner had said to me was, well, I've been letting her have the full roan of the house all day, twenty, you know, 24-7 during the day, in the hopes that she would just, you know, um, deal with the dogs. Now, her Joyce's, uh, the owner's other three cats, actually, um, they kind of ignore the dogs. One even swats at yeah. the dogs. Um, so if the owner says, well, can you just tell her to swat at the dogs and they'll leave her alone? Exactly, and that's true for this cat. Good. Okay. Um, I had to explain to the owner, Alicia, and sometimes you will you will encounter this, so I'll mention it. I, the owner was perspective was I wanted her to have full run of the house so she and I could have a relationship. I was hoping she'd get beyond the dogs as a uh, something standing in her way, but obviously it hasn't helped. And now I see that it's because she doesn't feel safe in her world. She can't even form a relationship with me if she doesn't feel safe. Is that the case? I think that's, yeah, it is. It is the case. Safety for this cat and for many animals and humans comes first. If they don't feel safe, everything else is, I mean, food, shelter, everything else is totally, you know, icing on the cake. Okay, um, the, I told the owner and I'll have you check on this. So, Alicia, uh, I, as the owner, say, well, um, will she just walk in her carrier when we are getting ready to move from point A to point B? Because I really don't want to get underneath the bed and drag her out. I feel like she put up a fight. Okay, good. Um, all right, so I'll get underneath and drag her out if I have to. That's fine. Um, it's important that she knows that she stays in the carrier the entire time. She can't escape the carrier. Um, I, as a Joyce, the owner, sometimes worry that if she ever gets out of the house, she won't come back. Is that the case? I think that it could be she may just run to try to find her own safety. And I think especially until she has a safe spot in the house, there wouldn't be really much reason for her to want to go back. Okay, exactly, Alicia. Yep. Exactly. And I told Joyce that. I said, watch it. If she ever gets out of the house, she's so scared about those two little dogs and doesn't have, you know, rapport with you at this point that there's not much of a reason for her to come back. Yeah. So, excellent. All right. You got the whole shebang there. How did that feel? It's really good. <laughs> good. And I like when you say things with confidence. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, are you doing any practice with open-minded friends and family at this point? No, I'm not yet because I'm still like, I still have really bad confidence because I'm not like, I still can't work out when I'm actually connecting with an animal or if I'm not. So here's the thing. Um, I was doing professional sessions before I felt confident in that one. Yeah. Okay. I know I need to try it. I just have, yeah. So what I want to tell you is, Alicia, you're probably never going to get 100% comfortable with all aspects of doing AC work. Yeah. Okay. So don't wait for that. And if you wait for the comfort to appear first before you dive right in, honey, you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah. So instead, I want you to dive in anyway, and when those moments of uncomfortableness come up, be like, yep, Danielle told me it was going to show up, and here it is again, and I'm going to go forward with this anyway. That's what you yeah. got to do. Don't wait for comfort. You'll be waiting a lifetime. Because I find it hard because obviously, like, well, most of my friends and people like, are pretty open to it, but I think, like, I feel like, 
Uh, if I stuffed it up and I got nothing wrong, I probably just think I'm like a bit of a loony. <laughs> Um, so be selective about who you choose, even amongst yeah. those open-minded friends in the beginning. And you yeah. can even let them know your insecurities. You know, I'm really nervous about doing this because I don't want to appear like a loony, but I really want to practice, so I appreciate yeah. you letting me try. Um, how do you explain to people, because when, uh, when you explain animal communication, because like, the other day one of my friends asking me how it works, but I don't really know like how to explain it. Um, my short version is I am skilled enough to get quiet in my mind in order to have a conversation with an animal where I ask them a question, I then go into silence, I receive their answer. That's about all I'll tell them. Now if they ask more questions like, well, how do you do that? Well, everybody has the ability to think, right? So I can turn off my thoughts anytime I want to create the quietness. There's no mystery there about creating quiet, silent space, even meditators who have been doing it for centuries, you know, can create that. But I create quiet space, I ask the question, I get the answer, and the answers come to me, me personally, and you'll have to speak for yourself here, in the form of words, thoughts, feelings, emotions, or a sense of knowingness, and I relay that out loud to you. Yeah, I think, I, sometimes, like, especially when I feel out the word, like, telepathy, I think that completely makes me think, oh, I'm not too sure about this. So don't use the word telepathy then yeah. until you're comfy with it. Yeah. It's just a conversation that you're having back and forth and you create that conversation by creating a quiet mind. That's the, the foundation or the platform of where the conversation takes place. Now it's not just happening in your mind if somebody yeah. was to ask you. It's happening you know, with your energy and their energy. But a lot of people don't even ask to that in depth because they don't know they can. Yeah. And would you recommend like, if I was doing like, a friend's animal or something? If it's better for me to just do it by myself, like at home, like with a photo, or if it'd be better for me to do it like with them, with the animal, so they, as like as I'm going with the information, they can confirm. Or I would do it on your own first. That way, you don't feel pressured to provide an answer in a certain amount of time, rush rushing, to get yeah. something that's incomplete. Take yeah. your time, write down your answers because you're probably going to forget them if you don't write them down. Okay? Yeah. And then you know, uh, present. Hey, this is the question I asked, and here's the answer I got. Okay. Yeah. Get feedback from the owner if they have any thoughts or comments on that. They can, you know, agree, yeah, that my cat does sleep there every night. Uh, then go on to the next one. Don't just... What I've discovered in teaching one-day classes is students get so nervous that they will do this. They'll work with their partner, talk with each other's animals, and then they will say to the partner, here's what I got. And they'll go through the entire list of 10, 20 things, and then they look for feedback. And the partner only remembers to give feedback on, like, the last five things. Yeah. I really want you to wait and go one by one. And if the owner doesn't have any comments, say, does that make sense to you? If yeah. it doesn't, then just let me know. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to get the confidence to do that. <laughs> yeah, the confidence probably isn't going to be there either, so I want you to yeah. move forward anyway. <laughs> I'll do it. Good for you. I'll find someone who's open enough to it. <laughs> Judge me. Yeah, and you know what? Even if you do get judged, Alicia, you're your own worst critic. You're judging yourself far more harshly than the average person would judge you anyway. So if you, if, yeah. you know, a lot of other people are going to be a whole heck of a lot kinder than you are to yourself. It's just how we tend to be towards ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And is it better to, like, someone whose animal I don't know very well at all? Because I get worried that, like, with my own expectations, I'm just going to start, like, guessing things based on that I know the animal. If that's your concern, then yes. Follow what sets you up f up for success, which at this time is knowing nothing about an animal. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I would like you to consider squeezing in one to two of these this week, so that next time when we come back, if you encounter yeah. something, I can offer you advice on it because we're still doing the mentoring. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be long. You can do five to seven questions. Okay, yeah, I'll try to do that. Don't think yeah, you have to have a whole half an hour conversation because you don't. <laughs> and hopefully if I do that and then I do get a ride, it'll hopefully build up my confidence like a lot more. Yes, yes. Um, the, uh, remind me, are you doing the hooved animals practice call? No, I haven't. No, I haven't because I think the time was like 3 a.m. in Australia. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was the gorilla. Ah. I mean the, fi the Facebook, the online Facebook, the hooved animals. Yeah, uh, starts tomorrow. I'll, tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll go pay for that okay. today. Um, you did the birds though, right? Yeah, I did. So, how uh, do you feel you did on the birds? Well, 
confidence because like the first few ones I did, I feel like I didn't really like. I'm not sure if I didn't quiet my mind enough, and so I only did like the first few because then I was like, oh, I'm not doing this right. Then I just got a bit like I forgot about it and doing. Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, with this next round, then I would encourage you to really when you evaluate your answers you're looking for the concept is the concept or the gist there don't worry about the details just look for the is the concept there yeah okay yeah I'll try. <laughs> yeah um okay other questions um no that's it for the moment thank you very much i i really enjoyed speaking to them today good good so i i'm gonna make a note to myself next time we practice i want to do more of the i'm gonna pretend to be the client Yes, so because when you're doing that, you're doing the AC work, you're doing the presentation of it to the owner, okay, the relay of the information, and you're dealing with the owner's thoughts and next question, okay? Yeah. So you've, you're kind of juggling a few different things. I wouldn't call it a lot because you know what? You know how to communicate with human beings back and forth. That's easy. You actually yeah. know how to relay information because you can pose questions to me and I understand you just fine. You can relay. You may feel like you're struggling to relay it in a way that you feel is correct in honoring what you got from the animal and that will come with practice. It'll get a lot easier. So really the only one of the third part that you're juggling that is you know, still looking for greater ease to develop for you is the hearing the animal and you're doing fantastic. So that is the part. Look at the rest is easy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You. You're welcome. All right. So we will t connect next week. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. See you next All week. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.